Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back for another podcast episode with Raw Talk with Sheena. I'm recording tonight again with Amberly Carter. We're upstairs at Raw Republic in a space called The Space, which you will definitely become more familiar with in the upcoming months. There's so much to talk about in what we do here, in the practitioners, in their modalities, in their specialties, and what makes them interesting and what helps them to heal the world. So we have so many topics in store for you just through them. But tonight, Amber, Amber, God, just change your name. <laughs> it would be so much easier for everyone. You especially have trouble with it for some reason. It's like 17 syllables and they all, whatever. (laughs) Amberly and I are recording in the meditation room, which is the most special room. It's legitimately engulfed in white light and in angels, and it is actually lined with white linen. So we're trying out new recording devices and situations just to see what works best because we're new at this and we're just trying to figure it out. So if anyone has any suggestions on how to make this sound better, please let us know. But for the time being, we're going to be recording in here because it's the best room ever. It feels like heaven. It is heaven. There are like certainly, certainly things flying around us. It's definite. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can literally feel the vibrations from the crystals in this room. Like, we have crystals in the corners of this room, and they soak up the vibration, obviously, um, of what's happening during the day, of the people that come in, of the entities that obviously exist in the room on a normal basis. And when you put your hand on top of these crystals, they literally vibrate. It's amazing. And we have crystals around our neck. It's so amazing. Yeah, we both do, actually. Yeah. I actually stopped wearing this this necklace for a while, and I just started re-wearing it again. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It is a good one. I like it a but, lot. But for some reason, like, I was called to not wear it for a period of time, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that way sometimes. Do you think it's the property of the crystal, or do you think it's... I don't... I mean, it could be. It could be that you're just going through, like, an energetic shift yourself, and you your crystal might not, you might not want the crystal to pick that up in you. If you're going through something that you're shifting, that might not be the best thing in the world for Mm -hmm. the crystal to pick up. Mm -hmm. So you might just feel like you don't need it at that point. Mm -hmm. So crystals are picking up present energy, Mm -hmm. but they also hold past energy. They hold a lot of information as well. So you can like store consciousness within a crystal so a crystal will actually like crystallize what it is that you're thinking and feeling and and that sort of thing so you do want to cleanse the crystals every now and then like put them out in the sun or um the moon the moon yeah a full moon especially Mm -hmm. um you can do a bunch of different things with it but yeah crystals will pick up you know your intentions, especially. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why intuitively I bring all the other crystals in here and mm-hmm. I just let them sit in here and, and like soak energy yeah. up and like bathe in this mm-hmm. energy. And then also I, I put intentions in them and then I use them for healing and then I put them back mm-hmm. into the space in different locations because I want them to hold the energy of this room in mm-hmm. other locations in the business. 
because right. this room to me embodies mm-hmm. calmness, healing, peacefulness, community, um, happiness, mm-hmm. connection. And so it, I think it's one of those innate intelligence things mm-hmm. that I just do yeah. based on intuition. And it works too. You put all of these crystals all over our bodies. That was fun. I've put them on other people's bodies since then, too. But we cleanse them. Yeah. Yeah. And I spray them with essential oils to cleanse them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is my sage in here because I was told that the linen was the most flammable material Mm -hmm. in the world. So I would be normally saging, but Mm -hmm. now I'm just using that essential oil spray. Yeah. Which I feel like works just as well. Yeah. We don't want to light the room on fire. Then heaven's going to turn into hell. We don't want to. We don't want to like light it in flames. But we do want to light it on fire. <laughs> Energetically, that is. We want to light it on energetic fire. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to play a clip from a documentary that Amberly and I have been obsessed with. I've I've legitimately seen it like 17 times. I've and seen it once. You've only seen it once. <laughs> I've seen it once. You're not yes. that obsessed with it. I'm not that obsessed with it, but it's awesome. It was amazing. It was mind blowing the first time I saw it, and that was good enough for me. But I've heard you talk about it, so I've... I feel like I've seen it like four <laughs> times. <laughs> I feel like it said so many things mm-hmm. that resonated so deeply within me that they actually started creating shifts in my belief system. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Whereas I can say things in my past have brought some enlightenment to me mm-hmm. or like like a light bulb went off mm-hmm. in certain aspects but things in my life are starting to change because of the way that this video touched me and one of my favorite quotes from the video when I pulled it up just for us to to play a little tidbit of it was exactly the part that was about to play mm-hmm. so I'm going to play that okay. quote really quickly Is that not so big? Yeah. That's huge. That nothing can happen to you vibrationally. That you are not a party to. Right. A, every death is a suicide. B, Mm -hmm. and then what was the third thing? The first thing that he said. That he, uh... What was the first thing? I, I was just so focused those on Those two things are pretty two. significant. We can just go right. into those things. But mm-hmm. nothing can happen to you vibrationally that you are not a party to. So this is in the section of the documentary that's talking about no one is a victim. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's the first. There are no victims. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is a documentary um, following people who channel spirits and this particular spirit that is being channeled is big chief is that right that one is that the name of the person that he's channeling 
I honestly can't remember the is exact this name. Is the Sicilian guy? Yeah. Tobias? No. Oh, it's Big Chief. Okay. So, this... So, for people who are not familiar with channeling, some people can tune into energies that are not in existence in the third dimension, which is the human dimension. And they can receive energy from these um, higher vibrational, higher dimensional beings that supposedly interact with humans in order to support their journey, provide insight and guidance. And these particular people have just accumulated a really good sense of how to do that. So they are spirit channelers and this documentary is called tuning in spirit channelers in America. And okay. So back to that, this, this was one of the biggest, I mean, this whole documentary was like holy shit holy shit holy shit well for me when i told you to watch it you're like i don't need to watch it that i didn't say that (laughs) you did no i didn't it was not a big deal for you at first i was like wait the ending is better and you're like (laughs) i mean okay (laughs) you just weren't into it at first i don't remember having that reaction i have it on text message i can show you (laughs) but yeah it is it is too it's just so legit it's so it's so amazing. I can't even Okay. <laughs> Nothing can happen to you vibrationally that you are not a party to. Meaning right. every single thing that you consider your reality, you have created. Mhm. I know it is amazing. Even the well, especially the bad stuff. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's hard. That's a hard pill pill to swallow because it's like you would think as a human being, why would I choose to, you know, get cancer? Or why would I choose to, you know, have someone cheat on me? Or, and you, you have know. to take responsibility for all right. those things. Mm-hmm. It's not just because if you if you think of something in your life that you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is so negative, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you think to yourself oh my God, I created this. And then you think to yourself, poor me. Mm-hmm. Why did I do that? Victim. I'm so, s-. then right. you just, be- you, mm-hmm. I mean, you defeat the purpose of doing yeah. it. Yeah. So the purpose of doing it is to recognize what part of you is creating mm-hmm. those situations so that you can break that down into belief systems that are causing you to create those things. Right. That's Huge. I know. That is huge. Because once you start recognizing that, you have so much more control over your life and influence on what goes on and what is brought into your life, mm-hmm. too. So if you're vibrationally putting out a certain vibe, like your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm-hmm. So if you're putting out a certain vibration, you're going to pull in things into your life that are matching the vibration you're putting out Mm -hmm. there. So if you keep attracting the same guy or the same situation, the same relationship or the same, you know, knee problem over and over again, it keeps rearing its ugly head. Same sickness, Mm -hmm. the same state of health, right? The same level of abundance. Mm -hmm. Like I would say that I would consider myself a semi-spiritual person. Mm Mm-hmm in this sense of the word spiritual, Mm -hmm. but I have never thought of my life in this way. And I had probably Mm -hmm. heard similar quotes Mm -hmm. like this, but I have Mm -hmm. never broken down my life because I, I don't think that I had enough examples to say, 
oh, okay, this is happening because this was a belief system that Mm -hmm. I, because you have to pay attention to your thoughts so exactly and Mm -hmm. so precisely to figure this out. Mm -hmm. It's like you're doing surgery on your thoughts. Yeah. Energetic surgery. To bring awareness into what is actually happening, Mm -hmm. which is creating your reality. Mm -hmm. And no one does that. And that's why you're such an amazing healer here because that's what you're doing. That's why you can intersect someone energetically because you know what to look for. So few people do this. They're just, you know, oh, you're depressed. Okay. You're depressed. So then you need X, Y, Z to fix depression. Mm -hmm. Okay. You might calm or numb the depression, Mm -hmm. but the underlying problems that are creating that dissonance, Mm -hmm. which is just, you know, being identified as depression, Mm -hmm. Those things are still there until someone asks you the right Mm -hmm. question to get you to start thinking of, you know, and we can use my life as an example because we've been talking about my life recently and like this. And so, and I'm only talking about this so that people can identify with it and to potentially provide healing because after I talk about this, this time, I'm not going to talk about it again because I truly am committed to creating a different reality. So Mm -hmm. we've been talking so much about abundance and bringing in strong finances and things like that, because I have been in a state of, you know, worry and, um, fear and all these things surrounding my business, because obviously I have huge overhead and, um, a lot of employees. I have a lot of responsibilities. I'm also trying to do a lot of things with a lot of, um, high expectations for myself and for this business. And so like what I would think would be the situation for a lot of small businesses would be that like the cash flow situation is pretty devastating. And, so looking at that on the on a weekly basis, I find myself being in that situation of oh, like dread of looking at the cash flow and fear of looking at the cash flow and all these things. And so the cash flow is basically the operating money for the business. And when you are expanding and doing things that are expending a lot of cash, that number gets depleted and depleted and depleted. And especially when you have like... Um, a business that requires a lot of money to run, like a brick and mortar, you'd need the operating the operating expenses in the cash flow arena so that you can, you know, buy your resources and things like that. So it is a pretty, you know, shocking situation to be in when you feel like you may not have enough money to buy all the things that you need to continue running your business while you're trying to expand. And again, a lot of people don't do it this way. A lot of people have a lot more money when they're starting out, but whatever, it doesn't really matter where the situation began. The only thing that matters is, is where I intend and vibrationally commit to bringing it. So although I've been in this situation, for a while, I would say, like, I, I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't lined up my personal vibration of, of expecting and knowing 
that I am abundant with my behaviors and my speech. So as soon as I started to bring awareness to this, I was like, wow, Amberly, I say on a regular basis, you know, like when, when I start making money, when I bring in money, all of these, like all of these things surrounding the affirmation that I don't have money. And so this is huge mm-hmm. for me. Right. I hope, is this making sense to another person? It's making sense to me for okay. sure. Yeah. So then I start and yeah, and it was huge. Mm-hmm. Like this was huge for me because right. as soon as I heard him say that, and as soon as I started right. relating it to like mm-hmm. the biggest stressor mm-hmm. of my life, which is finances, that day I remember someone coming in to Raw Republic and saying, Oh my gosh, Sheena, the the new expansion is so beautiful, which it is. I'm so excited for you, which he is. It, just doting and, and loving on the space. And my first response was, yes. And now I just have to bring in the money and a lot of it. And I said that with the energy and the vibration of, you know, fear. Lack. Lack. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Did that mean to you? Just like... Yeah, the energy behind you saying that is just totally fear-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and in saying that, I recognize, A, that I say that quite often. Mm-hmm. I think that I was feeling that in speaking that way, I was mm-hmm. releasing some of angst. the angst mm-hmm. onto other people mm-hmm. that maybe they were taking some of the responsibility for making sure that I am right. financially taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, it releases that burden a little bit by sharing, but it actually mm-hmm. doesn't. Right. But you, you, and I didn't even gonna... recognize that mm-hmm. that's what I was doing mm-hmm. until I said it and then related it to what I had heard and then decided that for me to create a new reality, mm-hmm. I have to change the way that I view it, think, mm-hmm. change the way that I speak. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Change the way you create it. Exactly. And mm-hmm. change the vibrations inside of me that um, continue that. Right. I have mm-hmm. to legitimately shift them. Right. On a very deep level. And that mm-hmm. goes for like every single thing that I say in my mind. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I was doing that I recognized, and this is like, you know, more like shadowing more light. As soon as you bring awareness to something like this, mm-hmm. you start seeing it in mm-hmm. many different places, which is awesome because you can then you then have the opportunity to shift them. So I was looking at um, my boyfriend and I's bank account and he had gotten a haircut. And I also looked at that transaction with judgment, like, oh my God, really? Like you spent money on a haircut? Mm -hmm. It is a freaking haircut. Right. Like it is nothing. Mm -hmm. But I saw that I was coming from a place of lack. And fear that Mm -hmm. there isn't enough, Mm -hmm. which there always is. Right. It's an abundant world. Um, And also that is the way that I treat myself regarding, Mm -hmm. like taking care of myself. Right. With, I'm like judging, like spending money on my life and myself and like taking care of myself. And so it's, it's creating Mm -hmm. that situation and creating that reality. And so these are just a couple of examples of of how your thoughts, your belief systems, like the way that you act in the world and the way that you speak in the world, those impressions actually 
they multiply, you know, like when I, Mm -hmm. when I gave that impression to that person that I needed to bring in money with a sense of like fear, he, the next person that he talks to about the space or or my business, it may be that he he has this underlying tone of of fear. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I've created an impression right? and I can do the same to shift it. Mm-hmm. I can do the sh- the same to create another reality, and that's what right. I'm going to start doing. Right, and it's so important to me. And it's mm-hmm. and this is just one aspect. I mean, how many how many aspects of our life are meaningful? Like mm-hmm. our relationships, our physical health. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often as women are we talking about our physical health in a negative connotation? We're thinking it constantly, and we're creating those mm-hmm. impressions to everyone. Like, yeah. I'm so fat. I'm so fat. I'm so right. fat. I'm so fat. I'm so fat. I'm so right. fat. I'm fat. Mm-hmm. Mm, fat. Mm, fat. Yeah. <laughs> fat. Like, fat, fat, fat. Any other reality you can create. Like yes. how infinite possibilities. How are you possibly going to, how are you telling yourself that you love yourself mm-hmm. and then saying all day, every day, I'm fat. It doesn't go right. together. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, you're telling the world that that is how you feel about yourself. Right. You're telling the cells in your body that they have fat in them, so they're going to produce more fat. Because your body has consciousness as well. So whatever you're speaking out loud about your body, your body is going to respond with that reality. So you're creating your physical health, especially like with your emotions. Emotional health... I would venture to say has more to do with the outcome of the way that you look than exercise and diet in, in a lot of aspects. So you can have, so you can eat really well. And I have a lot of clients like this. They eat really well and they're exercising well and their emotions are all over the place. So their physical body is shutting down or breaking down or storing fat or their having thyroid issues or hormonal issues, especially their Mm -hmm. hair is falling out a whole bunch of things because they can't get their emotions straight. Mm -hmm. So, um, they've never meditated before they, you know, all that kind of stuff. They're disconnected. Right. So, so when you see people like that begin to shift, what mm -hmm. are they normally doing to start that process? The very first thing I try to get people connected back with themselves. Most people know the answers and they don't, they keep looking outside of themselves because they think they don't. And I try to encourage them to, you know, what, ask them what's in your gut. What is your gut telling you? You know, what do you, what do you think is the biggest thing in your life? Like first thing that pops in your head, that would be the biggest emotional stressor. Sometimes people say, oh my gosh, it's, you know, my family or my job or my boss or my husband or, Mm -hmm. you know, then I try to give them different avenues on how they can change their reality or their perception of their boss or, you know, their perception of their husband. They may be looking at their husband or significant other as a drag or a nag, but it's, you know, they're responding to how they are acting towards them and you know what role do you play in that so uh there are different avenues that you can take to mm-hmm. start working on emotional health but definitely a big one also is just meditation in general so just clearing your thoughts out or 
you know, getting back in touch with yourself and really listening to what you think would be really good for you, like really healthy for you. Uh, most people do have the answers and they just are afraid to look because they don't trust themselves because they are disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I try to get them into the zone of trusting themselves again and um, really feeling vibrationally what they need mm-hmm. like what's in alignment with you mm-hmm. because one diet plan is going to work for your yoga buddy like so well and then you try the same exact diet and you gain five pounds mm-hmm. and you're like what the shit <laughs> you know like <laughs> why is this bitch <laughs> losing 15 pounds and I gain five pounds like what's going on so that's not vibrationally in alignment with you so you have to look at and consider so many things. So what works for you is not going to work for the girl next to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also you do have to take inventory of what's going on emotionally with you. Are you just doing that diet because your best friend's doing it? Or, you know, are you doing it because you really truly think in your gut that this is healthy for you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of evaluating and taking inventory of everything that's going on in your life. Uh, it all goes into play and then part of manifesting or creating your reality you have to uh, it's not enough to just think oh I want a million dollars you have to really align your vibrational energy with that thought so Mm -hmm. you have to believe it that's a really core part of manifesting you have to get your vibration there start thinking of yourself as being a millionaire what does your life look like uh, do you have two cars now? Do you, you know, what does your house look like? Uh, are you going to donate to certain, you know, uh, charities at that point? Are you going to, uh, just, are you going to eat differently or, you know, start imagining your life and getting yourself into that energetic mm-hmm. vibration aligned with having a million dollars. So the same goes for anything else like that. It could be health. So if you had pristine health, what would you do with your life? Would you travel more? Mm-hmm. Would you take time for yourself more? Would you, uh, you know, exercise more? Or would you do something less? Walk around naked, wear exactly. bikinis. Have sex more, enjoy yeah. yourself, you know, love yourself mm-hmm. more. All of that kind of stuff. So you... Have, have you to- seen your clients start stepping into that role of where they want to be? Yes. And then they become mm-hmm. what, so it's like, it's this. been amazing. Yeah. So like one of my clients in particular, she was just determined to lose a certain amount of weight, which, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of goal setting, but I'm like, all right, you know what? She's like, just so determined. It works for her personality. So I'm going to play along with her. So she donated almost all of her clothes and was like, I refuse to fit in these clothes mm-hmm. ever again. Like, mm-hmm. I'm donating all my clothes. And I will have a new set of clothes. And the size of those clothes are going to be, you know, she gave herself a range, you know, two, two to three sizes down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to, you know, go shopping until I get there. And she just ch- started changing everything like left and right and believing in herself and doing positive affirmations, looking herself in the mirror and being like, I love you. And I'm doing this for you. Like starting, like actually saying things out loud to herself that are making her feel good, making her body energetically vibrate with 
what it is that she's saying and, and thinking. And mm-hmm. she started lining up everything to get to her goal and, and lose the weight and feel good. And her mindset was really all about health, mm-hmm. health first, but definitely weight loss was a big goal for her. So she lost the amount of weight that she wanted to, and then some, and has never looked better, like feels so great. She said she has more energy now, you know, at 45 years old than she did at 23 years old. So she is just, she's like, I'm more in love with myself, but being more in love with myself, I have fallen deeper in love with my husband. I, you know, love people in general more. My whole outlook has changed. There are so many different things. She's just like truly loving life. And now when I see her, you can just feel it. She's beaming all the time. And that is like the biggest testimony to, you know, setting those goals for yourself. And Mm -hmm. she just never looked back. She was just like, I'm deciding this and doing it. Mm -hmm. And she, it's not that she didn't have discouraging times. She did, but you know, that's where I come in and, and help her with, you know, look at what you've done so far, you know, you can do this and then giving her, you know, certain tips here and there. And I think that's the most important part of mm -hmm. working with a, a conscious healer is working with someone who is not programmed to only go by the book or what they learned, Mm -hmm. but more so like how to best tune into you Mm -hmm. because everyone, like every, there are healers everywhere. There are nutritionists everywhere. There are dietitians everywhere. There are naturopathic doctors everywhere, Ayurvedic doctors, and they are amazing and they can be so helpful. But I think that one of the most important criteria for having a good healer and someone that can create transformation and transition inside of you is someone who can throw everything that they've learned away, tap into their own, like that healer's own inspiration, intuition, and higher self and your, and yours being the client and decide from there, like, what needs to happen to best help transform this person? Mm-hmm. Why are you laughing? <laughs> this room. The, yeah, this room. I just totally like blanked out. I saw something. I swear to God. <laughs> like oh, it's so hard God. to focus in this room it because is. there's so much. I'm like going seeing on. things, but yeah. the room is all one color. Like we sound like crazy people. I feel like we are on a cloud. I feel like we're on acid, but on acid, yeah, that we're creating our reality. <laughs> yeah, um, cloud's better. Cloud is but better. Yeah, this room is. I feel the same way. When I was looking mm-hmm. at you, I was like, uh-huh. I know. I'm like, I'm losing it. <laughs> oh, you have to experience gosh. it for yourself, people, you do. or come here just and get get like a shit ton of linen and get someone to make curtains for you and then hang them on every single wall in a, in one single room. And Mm -hmm. then what else do I have in here? Crystals, crystals, white lights that have a bunch of like floaty lights. Use the walls with energy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my hands are vibrating when I'm in this room. When I leave this room, I feel like my hands emit glitter. Yeah. I feel that way. This isn't a normal feeling. I love it. <laughs> no, I love it too. 
I know it isn't normal. I'm like, what is in here? Is it like angels, like fairies? It's definitely gnomes. There, I like see sparkles. <laughs> like, what is going on? I don't know. And we're we, we're not smoking anything. No. I swear. <laughs> it's just the energy of this room is insane. I can identify with there being angels places, mm-hmm. archangels places. Right. <clears throat> when I was meditating in this room yesterday, for the first time in my third eye vision, I got like mm-hmm. an image of an angel with white wings. Mm-hmm. I definitely see visions of aliens and also archangels and um, ascended masters. What? Ascended masters? Do, do they give you their names? Is Jesus? it like Nicodemus? Oh. Is there a Nicodemus? I don't know. That just popped into my head. Maybe that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I'm, I usually just work with Jesus. Um, okay. He's pretty well known. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, do you see gnomes? I don't see gnomes, but I know of people who do see gnomes, actually. <laughs> I know. Or elves, actually. And leprechauns. I've never heard of leprechauns, nope. actually. The person that you're oh, speaking of I is did. the person yes. that I'm thinking yes. of, and she definitely she sees, sees leprechauns. leprechauns. <laughs> yes, that is that is a fact. I know. At first, I'm like, you know what? That's a little nuts, but why not? Right. Like, if there can be angels, there can be gnomes and leprechauns. Right. I just feel like, like the idea of an angel is very... It's very clear that entity would be like seventh eighth ninth dimensional mm-hmm. which would make sense that we don't see it in our vision right a gnome i don't think would resonate at a higher dimension than a human why are you judging gnomes i'm not meaning to judge them you're I'm just judging. saying like if i had to think of what a gnome would look like it would it would be so dense that it wouldn't it just wouldn't seem like it would be you have a very humanistic view of what a gnome is i do yeah that's why i'm asking you if you see them disney channel version of what a gnome is. that's why i'm asking you if you have like another interpretation of something that you've seen i haven't seen or like what what you would think (laughs) if i would think of a gnome i can't believe we're talking about this (laughs) well when you say gnome i'm like uh what are you thinking about I think of it as just like any other um, ethereal type of being. Like, they can help in their own way with certain things, you know, if, or like leprechauns, I guess they have their specialty as well, (laughs) or fairies, you know, Mm -hmm. and some little beings resonate with some humans versus other humans like i feel like my sister resonates with fairies Mm -hmm. like you can just kind of look at somebody and be like he definitely has leprechaun energy you know like some people (laughs) you're right yeah i just feel like someone would be like total straight up gnome energy but i could also be like okay that person has turtle energy it they, doesn't mean that, that a might turtle, be their spirit animal. It doesn't mean that a turtle is a multi, like a a sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth dimensional being that I would see in meditations and in visions. You know, what I mean? um, you saw an owl in a vision when we were meditating in the sun the other day. Right, I did. 
Yeah, you did. So they could be like signs and symbols, not necessarily like mm-hmm. an actual being that's like coming to you. Well, they could, I guess they could come in the shape of a gnome or like a turtle or I don't know. <laughs> there, are, there are infinite possibilities. We'll just say that. True. We don't know. Like, we don't. We don't know. And even people who do see these things, they don't know. Right. Like, no one knows. It's no just one fun. knows. Are you hearing noises outside of the room? No. It's just the air conditioner. I think that was, like, your knee. That was not my knee, but we're protected. So it it's a matter. Gnome. It's the gnomes. It's They're here. They've arrived. They're Hopefully like, we the are real. Are protecting us. Just in case you want to know. <laughs> and this is our energy. And it's nice to meet you. What was I going to say, though? This was... Um, Meditating uh, in the sun? Yeah, but everyone knows that. Seeing owls? No. What was it? Um, you were, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not sure. We legitimately sound like crazy people. I know we do, <laughs> but this has been a crazy week. Oh, I mean, I know what I was going to okay. talk about. I know what I was going to talk about. Okay. The, so I was going to say, we really don't know what, it, what other people are seeing or saying, believing, whatever. We don't, right. we don't know the validity of that, of anything. Right. So... When people, but, but there has to be some truth to, to some things that are received by many people on different sides of the earth that don't communicate. There has to be some validity to things that we cannot see with our own eyes that other Mm -hmm. people are, are getting as messages. Right. About the state of the world, about the about our future, about how to elevate as humans, mm-hmm. about how like that has to that in, information. In my opinion, there's no way that that information is not true. Right. So when people, you know, like the person that we listen to to get information from the Pleiadians, which is a collective group of what you would call aliens, but really they're ninth dimensional beings, so of they life. could potentially be angels. Right. They don't have to necessarily be aliens. Yeah. Is it because they resonate on a specific planet that people consider them to be aliens? I feel like it's just like different jobs. Like angels have have different abilities mm-hmm. and different like tasks. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, where like the Pleiadians would have, um, a different way of life. Like they actually, um, operate in a completely different way than angels do. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, they're still beings of light. Like angels are beings of light as well, but it would just be like you and I are humans, but you and I play different roles, right? you know? Um, but so I think yeah. that just the term aliens turn a lot of people off, but if you just think of it in terms of beings of light, like you said, that sometimes communicate with us, potentially live on other planets, mm-hmm. um, in other galaxies, in other universes, universes. Mm-hmm. it's, it really is, doesn't really matter. The, the specifics right. 
what matters is that maybe we become more open to the communication that we could potentially receive from beings that are more progressed than we are to help us mm-hmm. exist better as humans. I don't know. Like the significance of it is unclear, but what I do know is that this information that I've been given via this video, via like channelers, via these people who are providing information to me in my life, they, these changes that I implement due to this information do provide more calmness, more happiness, more joy, more connection, more um, connection with myself on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And, and none of these things are negative. So right. you want to make sure that you're connecting with the highest beings. You don't want to just be open to any connection with any being out there because there are non benevolent aliens. Non-benevolence. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So you don't want to just be like this open vessel, like, yeah, I just want to like open my communication skills because Mm -hmm. then there can be beings that try to connect with you that don't have the best intentions. Mm -hmm. So you do want to protect yourself and ask for, you know, the highest, most healing beings or, um, you know, to increase your connection or the most loving, um, most filled with light. Um, I always say guides of the highest truth and compassion. I ask that you Mm -hmm. enter my, my channel, enter my field that Mm -hmm. you can, I I hope I agree to opening communication with you. Mm -hmm. That's a good way of doing it. Mm -hmm. I always ask for Archangel Michael to, you know, watch over and protect my, um, you know, my ability to open to certain beings and kind of filter through kind of like a bouncer at a club, just like kind of watch (laughs) it there. You know, if anyone looks sketchy, don't let them in. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So that's the way that I kind of think of it. Uh, but but I'm just saying that the communication with the, like the communication that I'm getting from different sources, whether it's social media, whether it's specific channelers, whether Mm -hmm. it's, that documentary, you know, I know that a lot of people in my life may have some resistance to those sources, but what I, what I tell them in response is that the information is resonating truth to me. Mm -hmm. And I feel that I'm connected enough with myself and with the universe to, to at least be able to discern Mm -hmm. truth from not truth. Mm Mm-hmm. And if something is resonating truth with me and it's something that is from a higher state of consciousness, I think that that information can actually help me and other people transform. And that's why I think it's important, even though it's weird. Right. Well, maybe it's just the reality you're creating. Maybe. <laughs> I know. Like, who knows? All right. Every single thing that I may be saying may be... Just a manifestation. <laughs> Not real. Yeah. Yeah, I really have no idea. We're not sitting here right now. And it specifically feels like that in this room. Right. (laughs) We're like, I have no clue about anything. Right. The meaning of our existence is unclear to me at this point. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what I was talking about earlier today, too. Yeah. Yeah. But 
I'm excited for what this room <laughs> holds in general. I feel like so many people so you are, are excited it. about some aspects of life. That's positive. I, I am. <laughs> yeah. Earlier I was like, what is life? Um, but yeah, this is, this room in particular is going to facilitate so much healing for so many individuals and people in general. I feel like this space and it is so funny how you just like instinctively are like, yeah, it's going to be called the space. And like, you keep talking about us as like a collective space. I'm like, maybe you really are just an alien. Like, I think you might be an actual alien. Maybe you are too. (laughs) I don't feel like I'm from this earth sometimes, but, uh, but yeah, I, this whole area is just like filled with so much light and love and energy and healing possibilities. And even though it's been like a crazy ride to open it and (laughs) you've had, you know, your sense of worry and all that kind of stuff, at least it's, it can only go up now, especially because you're creating that reality and you're making that choice is my intention. Right. In every single action. Mm -hmm. And it is as soon as I started shifting that, mm-hmm. I started feeling things change. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I could describe it in a more concrete way. Right. But that's the only thing that I can say about it is that if you're trying to change something in your reality, you have to break down the thoughts that are associated with it, the beliefs, mm-hmm. the actions, mm-hmm. and your past, the past, the part of you that is in the past that you're holding on to. All of that shit has to be broken up. And if you need someone to help you, that is right. when you call a health coach, a life coach, an energetic healer, mm-hmm. and you you bring your content with you when you want to heal. Like, enough of this, like, you know, I'm just going to show up to my healing session and not say a word. Right. You have to meet us halfway. You, well, you have to do people, some work. People... I think expect that a healer should be psychic, which many healers are, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's a part of the human psyche that communicates through words and through the communication of the words, there's significance in the way in which things are said and the, um, the tone and the vibration behind the vibration. Mm -hmm. So we gather a lot of information about where to go with this person through their communication, through their words. So when I know when I'm coaching people and they're just like not speaking, Mm -hmm. how am I supposed to guide you? That's when we pull cards. (laughs) Yeah. We pull cards for assistance. Definitely. But I think that people could get more out of, because I know that I used to be that way. And I'm just saying that I know for a fact that people could get more information out of their Mm -hmm. healing sessions if they show up with intention. Ready to go. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I agree. I mean, there, there are some things that you can do as a healer to tap into the person's field a little bit Mm -hmm. and, and kind of notice their patterns. And, but it really does help. Like you were saying, if someone just talks about even what they are thinking, like, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts? You know, just start talking about anything. Right. Because then that's when we can tap into your energy, pick up on a lot of things and notice tone, sound, uh, all that kind of stuff and just realize, oh, okay, this pattern's really clear. Like she needs to work on this or, you know, she's good on that. She thinks she's not good on that, but she actually is. And, you know, different mm-hmm. things like that. That's when everything starts rolling. 
Um, so yeah, showing up with something, just anything, any thoughts or worries or, you know, any ideas that you have about the whole entire process of what you want to get out of the session is helpful on so many levels. Right. I just think it, it helps the client so much because what, what might in that sort of like with that attitude, it may take Mm -hmm. three sessions to get somewhere where you could potentially get in one session Mm -hmm. if you just show up with some um with the intention of being open Mm -hmm. to actually transform right because another thing that you're saying is that you're not ready to change Mm -hmm. if you're not willing to talk about the things that you want to change Mm -hmm. you're saying you're not ready and that you want to hold on to those patterns Mm -hmm. so the more that you can like expend your your um difficulties or your situations that need more light the more that you can expend those things and communicate those things in a setting that is intended for healing the the more like that can actually be the process of your release of those things to begin right the process of healing them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i agree sometimes I'll just listen to some people and just talk about all of their thoughts, just spilling everything. And that is half the battle in, in their healing process. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking about it is therapeutic in and of itself. You know, especially if they don't have friends that they can talk to about it or, or anyone in their life that they mm-hmm. can talk to about what's going on in their thoughts or big talk, you mm-hmm. know, like anything deeper than, you know, what, some people are discussing at lunch and friends are great but like Mm -hmm. the friends that you've had with you for the entirety of your life or or the friends that you've had with you for even a duration of your life they're on your same vibration Mm -hmm. so if you're trying to to elevate your vibration Mm -hmm. you have to talk to someone at that higher vibration bring to your friends because they won't know what to do with that information they, I mean, maybe some of them will, maybe, maybe some of them will, but, but generally a friend is not intending to tap into your greatest needs. A friend is not, is not tapping into what is actually going to bring the most goodness and the most, um, healing to your life. It's just, you know, the, most of the time the information that your friends have are what is everyone else doing in this situation, mm-hmm. which is, which is not an elevated way of thinking or behaving. So it's fine to have friends, I guess. You must. <laughs> but it's better to have healers. <laughs> Squad goals. I mean, you got to choose, you know. It's a tough But thing. it is a real it is a real thing. It's just um and I say these things because and I say, and it's like god, I feel like I, I am hard on people, but I just, I want people to transform quickly because I want to take them out of their pain and I want them to experience more of life. And I feel like when people are stuck in patterns, Mm -hmm. they can only experience one spectrum of living and it's in that pattern or it's in that addiction or it's in that program that just keeps running and running and running. And I, I see the frustration, I see the boredom and I see the sadness and I just want to be over. And so that's why I'm trying to tell you right how to get over it right 
you it's drugs and alcohol <laughs> is what we really want to tell you <laughs> that's a constant pattern that's been running in people yeah yeah so that's a i mean that god that's a lot i know it's heavy yeah. it's not easy but it is the most fearful aspect of this is the fear the, the most fearful aspect of this is the fear of it. Right. Like, once you go into it, once you look at it so deeply, it's mm-hmm. not as scary as you think it right. is. Just like death. Like, death is the death is, death is the ultimate fear. But right. when you really think it's about it... It's just a transition. Everything is a transition. Like, what, I mean, what are, is really that big of a deal for you to leave? Yeah, it's fear of the unknown. It's really not that big of a deal. But it's just because you've feel like you can't be in connection with them. It's losing a connection when you can connect and people are just now waking up to the fact that they can connect and they want to learn how to connect and they can, but it's, you know, feeling like you're losing that connection and then you miss them and then you wish they could experience something with you when it's like, okay, the person who is, has departed is not missing that situation because they're in a much better place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're experiencing it with you. They right. can experience it with you. Right. So it's not like they're totally missing out on everything that's going on in your life. Most of the time they know that it's going to happen before it happens to you. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is just a transition and it's not like, it's not, death isn't the end of something. It really is just, going into the next the next best thing it's not something that should be feared right and like they were saying that when they quoted in the um video that you're not oh that was the third thing that what that every death is a suicide yeah every death is that that was oh yeah we haven't talked about that no yeah did we i don't know i don't know i'm pretty sure we didn't i'm pretty positive actually that we didn't choosing that right yeah so if it's your time to go it it really is your time to go <laughs> and you decided you can you, you contractually right. decided mm-hmm. right and that's okay yeah it means that there's nothing left for you to learn in this life mm-hmm. i guess even if things <laughs> seem sudden right yeah but we don't know anything that we're talking about actually no, I don't. You think there's a gnome in the room? No, I just see something like over there. It's probably a gnome. <laughs> that's a so really, we're creating our that's reality. That's a really big thing for people to think about. Everything has been really big. Gnomes or death? I'd say most people would, would say death. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big thing. And the yeah. idea that every death is a suicide, that's a really big thought. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think a lot of people might feel a little uncomfortable with that statement, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, but I think that more and more people need to look at it as an opportunity to learn, an, an opportunity to shift. Whether. Out of victim mode. So, like, death doesn't happen to you. Right. Things don't happen to you. Right. Like, you're creating it. You're pulling it into you, 
into your field right to experience it right you've chosen it the good the bad the ugly you've chosen everything right i feel that people are going to react in a sense of you know my my mom didn't choose to die of cancer or my mom didn't choose to die in a car accident it's it's not a human choice right it's not a human choice it's another level of decision Mm -hmm. that has been made either before incarnating or through the action of living right what and the vibrations that you've created around you Mm -hmm. also in the video they mentioned you know if you are constantly fearing getting in a car accident or dying in a car accident most likely you're going to die in a car accident right because that is the program that you're running that Mm -hmm. is the vibration that you're connecting to you're Mm -hmm. connecting to what that feels like and this also brings up you know like we always run the scariest things through our head also i don't Mm -hmm. think that that is creating your reality when you're just like running you know you know what i mean like those fearful thoughts through your head i think it's like when you're immersed in them you live in them you use them as a distraction from your life Mm -hmm. and you're believing it and vibrating with it and it's aligned in your field at that point Mm -hmm. right so all of this brings about more importance to looking being aware of your thoughts Mm -hmm. the importance of meditation Mm -hmm. the importance of connecting with right your mind mm-hmm. so i like i could jump from topic to topic i know that's like always always with me but mm-hmm. like this just brought to my mind i believe that i've posted this podcast on my instagram before but it is i think bruce lipton okay talking about the expression of your genes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how you have the power to express every single one of your genes. Biology of belief. Right. So. Mm-hmm. You can turn them on or off based yeah. off of your environment, your experiences, yeah. your thought processes. So everyone's like, oh, well, I have the gene for breast cancer or I have the gene for any kind of cancer. Mm. I believe that you actually have the power to express or not express that gene. Mm-hmm. Right. To create cancer or to not create cancer. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a better way of living? Yeah. Than, than thinking that you've just been dealt a hand of cards, that you have right. nothing. It's victim versus victim yeah, empowerment. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I can say this from a place of my dad died of pancreatic cancer which his dad also had mm-hmm. i know that there was some there was probably some aspect of creation i was probably to, a total aspect of creation of that illness mm-hmm. in my dad right and it, it's i accept it and i and i love my dad mm-hmm. i love him you know and i'm connected to him in in so many aspects mm-hmm. but i don't deny that being the truth right and i don't and I know that there is no um, there's no negativity surrounding that truth. Mm-hmm. It is just you know victimization right. and the comfort of that. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I'm hard on people with because I want them to transition from 
from those realities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not easy. Right. It's actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> in some ways, easier to just accept what you've created mm-hmm. because a lot of times it creates attention, it creates um, stories. All mm-hmm. of these things are blocks from truly connecting with you. Right. So this is this is a really important topic and it's a really deep topic and we'll probably talk about this again on another right. podcast because it we both look high right now because <laughs> we're floating <laughs> on a cloud. cloud. <laughs> I know. Well there's there's actually one more point I wanted to make about yeah. genetics. Mm-hmm. A lot of people with diseases claim if something is genetic, technically speaking, it should be expressed immediately coming out of the womb. If something's truly genetic, like Down syndrome or, you know, something like that, where it is like chromosomes or or genetic, you know, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, it should be expressed at birth. So something that's truly genetic, technically should be that. So all these diseases that, you know, do run in families, you have to look at the lifestyle that you've shared with mm-hmm. family members. Lifestyle. You know, lifestyle, thought the mentality processes, of the mentality. Your my grandmother had this, so I'm gonna so the people right. are literally creating that program, mm-hmm. creating that reality of because everyone else in my family got this, I'm gonna get this. Right. Right. And yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. And then it just perpetuates that belief and when you're believing something, you're pulling that vibration right on into your field. So if you truly believe you do have, you know, control over the expression of your genes, then you can totally transform your health with your thoughts, your beliefs, emotions, everything like that. It's pretty empowering. It's, it's so empowering. Yeah. And it's going to scare the shit out of everyone. So we're here for you. Yeah. We're here if you need support. (laughs) I know you definitely want want help from the people who just like rocked your freaking world. Yeah. Turn it up. We're here if you want it. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to be okay. Yeah. We're all going to be okay. We're all here together. It makes me feel good that leprechauns and gnomes are, like, on our side helping <laughs> us out, too. <laughs> that is the, that is your final thought of yes. this topic, for sure. Yeah. So, actually, what we should do is, okay, what we're going to do, I think that we should meditate with everyone. Okay, let's do that. We should do, like, a quick meditation mm-hmm. to integrate all of these new ideas and to clear any disconnect or dissonance that was created through the topics that we spoke about tonight and to integrate what is most necessary for your optimal healing and for your optimal optimal wellness and happiness. So if you want to get into a comfortable location or if you'd like to pause the podcast until you do, Obviously, please do not practice meditation when you're driving. We will begin in a second. And until then, everyone who's just continuing to play, if you can get in a comfortable position and just begin closing your eyes, we're going to begin breathing through our diaphragm, which is the space below 
the belly button like a baby. And this is gonna naturally calm your body systems down. Brings more relaxation into the body. Begins to calm the mind as the body begins to calm down. So as you relax your body, your mind also begins to relax. And when you breathe deeply and you integrate oxygen into every cell of your body, your cell can be nourished by this state of relaxation. As you breathe in deeply, imagine every single atom, cell, molecule in your body being lit up and nourished by a white healing light. That light being ignited by source energy an energy that is pure love and pure healing. So as we admit that light into every portion of our body We continue to promote relaxation. We continue to promote healing. We begin the process of connecting with not only our physical body, but also the bodies that surround our physical body. That is our etheric body which is directly outside of our physical body, which contains all of the energy of our emotions, our physical traumas, our ideas, our attitudes. And so we pour some of that healing light into that space as well. By default, this will begin cleansing our auras. And it will begin to release some of the density that veils us from connecting with our higher selves. So in breathing into that space, beginning into the core of our physical body, emitting through the entirety of the physical body, emitting into the etheric body, and radiating past that space, we picture white light dissipating 
any blockages. Any centers of pain. Any areas of depletion. And unveiling any clouds that are blocking our connection. And so at this point we are radiating in a brilliant white light. And so I want you to picture that white light collecting at the crown of your head, at your crown chakra, opening that space to receive any communication from source or your higher self. So through breathing, picture an opening of this space and a pouring in of whatever it is you most need. This can be inspiration. This can be a healing. This can be a new perception or a new perspective. This could also just be your first connection with something outside of you. And so regardless of what is actually pouring in through your crown chakra, we want to create a sense of gratitude and acknowledgement what is happening to take a couple of final deep breaths into this space focus 
with the location in your physical body. To end the session in a more grounded state. So once you're back to focusing in on the physical body, you can take a couple of more deep breaths. When you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you everyone for joining us tonight. I hope that something brought you a little insight or a little information on something that you may need more love, light, or healing energy in. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Tell everyone bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Talk to you later.